0: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to our next conversation piece where weekly we get together and just talk about whatever comes to our minds. No idea what I'm going to say, much less what Brad's going to say. But uh, as always, this is Scott.
1: And this is Brad. And this is not about us.
0: All right, so once again, we're back for a conversation, but before we start, let's invite the most important member of all of this into this conversation, Brad. Could you let Yahweh know that this is all for him and through him and give him his way in this
1: place today? I sure can, and let's start with that. Yahweh, this is all for you. This is not about us. As always we are not interesting as always we we have we wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't for you Yahweh God so please come in sit back have a conversation with us help us help us figure out what we're gonna say because as Scott said he doesn't know I don't know it's always got to be from you because if it's not from you it's not worth putting out there so I'm just gonna put that out there it's right (laughs) I'm being a little, a little silly with this prayer because that's okay too. Sometimes um, I do, I get a little, oh Yahweh God, I, I pray for this and I pray for that and <laughs> no, it doesn't always have to be that way because as we've mentioned before, prayer is just a conversation. And right now, I feel like I want to have a happy conversation with the God that I love. So Yahweh. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast. And as always, thank you for being our honored guest. Amen.
0: Amen. Yes. All right. Let me start then, since I really had nowhere to go with this. I don't know if you've got something you want to say, but let me start with my shout out for the day just to get things started. Is that cool with you?
1: That works for me. Okay.
0: So I mentioned in my last few conversations, I'm kind of on this topic of watchmen and the next person that I want to give a shout-out to is a gentleman by the name of Perry Stone. And did I say that right? For some reason, I feel that's wrong. No, 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 that's right. Perry Stone. And if it turns out to be wrong, we'll go in and re-edit this later. <laughs> but, but no, that's right. Uh, see, uh, this is how messed up we are. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say... I'm, I'm appreciative of his passion and his desire uh, to just to get the word out there and to, to go deeper and, and to find origins and to, to go back and say, hey, we got this wrong. Let's change it instead of saying, oh, this appears to be wrong, but I like it. So so, let's ignore the fact that it, it might be wrong and let's just run with it. I appreciate the fact that he has a heart that is chasing uh, who God is. And uh, again, uh, he's not perfect. And I always say that about everyone because I want everyone to know I don't idolize these people. I'm not uh, saying you should worship them or follow them blindly. They've all got... Everyone, including Brad and I, we've all got our hang-ups and our screw-ups, but uh, I do appreciate his heart. Okay, and and just to uh, allay any concerns, it is Perry Stone. I've confirmed it here. Sorry, I don't know what happens with my brain sometimes. You know, like when you look at a word and it's spelled correctly, but you're just going, are are you sure? Is that word spelled right? Yes, it is. But for some reason, it just doesn't look right to you. I had that going on with my brain right there. So it is Perry Stone. Perry Stone, I doubt you're listening to us, but I appreciate you. I have uh, total you.
1: agreement. Your brain looks weird. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. No, uh, this one's interesting for me because I don't know Perry Stone. Oh, so I was not aware of that. I, literally, as you're talking about this guy, uh, that's why I look dumbfounded when you're like, are you, are, is it Perry Stone? I don't know, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: like like we said before, all of these shout-outs are personal. Uh, so that's just me. Uh,
1: and that's cool. But I'm seeing at least 30 books from this guy. So that excites me because I do enjoy uh I do enjoy reading and having someone new on my radar. So I will get on that.
0: Yeah, like I said before, I don't agree with him on everything, but I don't have to. I don't agree with myself on everything. Uh but um I like I said before, I I appreciate like everyone that I mention. It really comes down to I appreciate the heart and then I believe they're honestly seeking God in the best way that they can at that time. And, and so, yeah, Perry Stone, I, I appreciate you for that. All right, anything else? Uh, my shout-out's done. You got anyone you want to shout-out, or do you have any other topic you want to
1: express right now? I'll just, uh, I'll just mention that uh, we had the special COVID edition um, for you a couple of podcasts <laughs> ago. <laughs> and then, That's right. And then, I don't know if I had COVID. I didn't get tested. But uh, last Friday, I wasn't feeling so good. Uh, just
0: When he says last Friday, by the way, this is September 18th as we're recording this.
1: Right. So if people are listening to these in order, there was the special guest star. We had Chris. We had Cooney on. and uh, And then we missed a week. And I got to say, uh, I've talked about it before, but we we used to do this weekly Sabbath where we'd get together and we would uh, study the Bible, we would have conversations, we would have prayer, uh, whatever, basically this, whatever the Spirit uh, wanted us to talk about, that's what we talked about. Um, the idea was it was a Bible study, but we may not even crack a Bible open if the Spirit wanted us to do something else. And I considered that my weekly refreshing. So I do have to say that missing last week, uh, I kind of felt like the uh, how I used to feel, Scott, when we would have to miss for some reason. And I have just felt exhausted. Mm-hmm. I have felt drained, um, not just because I was sick. I was only sick for like three days. And And by sick, I mean I just had the symptoms of of uh, being very tired and some stomach distress, so no cough, no upper respiratory stuff, as far as I know. So that's why I don't know if it was even COVID. But uh, but uh, all week long since then, and I and I and I can tell it wasn't because of the sickness. I have been exhausted. I've actually been uh, neglectful. Uh, I've been letting the new job that I got. Uh, stressed me out and uh, I I don't know just it is exactly like it used to be Mm -hmm. so all the more reason why we can never (laughs) never not have our weekly podcast
0: you know I gotta tell you when uh, you sent me the text that said that uh, I'm feeling down you know a little sick Uh, we should cancel this week I, I just can't do it my first thought was oh boy you're gonna have a rough week
1: yeah. And you're not wrong.
0: And 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 you already know, we've talked about this. Um Monday, uh I I did the same thing. I went to work and all I can explain is I just felt haw- awful. Nothing happened at work that caused it. There was no situation where someone yelled at me and abused me. There was no difficult work situation that made me go, I can't figure this out. I was just feeling depressed all day long. There's no explanation for it that I, you know, that, that in other words, there was no event that happened to trigger it. I just was, I was depressed. I, I wanted to cry all day long. Uh, Tuesday, I felt better, but, but yeah, I, I hadn't connected the two before, but I do think you're right. We need uh, the, the a constant, we need a daily dose of God. But yeah, I do believe we need that connection with our family, with our church family, with our spiritual family, uh, that refreshing to, to energize us, to keep us going. And I think I missed that too, and just suffered because of it. And I had to just pour that out in my own depression. And then it came out, you know, the crying, the whatever, the emotional pouring out happened. And then Tuesday I felt better. We just need a release.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We we should be in constant uh, communication with God, but for six days we are meant to work. Mm-hmm. And it is that seventh day that is the no work, just play, just be with God, just you your date night, we've we've described it multiple ways. And uh it just you made a comment whatever podcast it was, I don't remember now. Right. You made a comment
0: Can you believe we have that many that <laughs> we know. can't
1: Oh my goodness, keep <laughs> I, going. Who would have ever thought? But uh you made a comment that really made me think about it. I've made this connection before. I this is a personal belief that Six days is the absolute max that we can go without getting a spiritual refreshing. And by spiritual refreshing, I mean no work, just praising, just loving, just being with family, just being with God. And you made a comment one time that actually it it scared me. Think about all the people who have gone a lot more than six days. And that made me think about... You know, all those, uh, at the clinic, uh, when I worked at the clinic, you'd see this a lot. At the clinic, you would see older people come in and, and I don't want to say every old person that came in was this way. No, no, no. There was plenty, plenty of great ones and pleasant ones and happy ones, but every so often you'd have some person that would come in and there's no other way to describe them than other than bitter. They just, yeah. they're just they glare. They are short with you. They, you know, they just, I don't know, you just look at them and you see someone hurting. And and to be fair, before I was... Before I was in the relationship that I am with Christ now, I might have actually been more offended. I may not have actually seen the fact that they were a hurting person. But uh, you do. You see them hurting. And it makes you wonder, what has happened in your life to make you bitter? I look back at my own life and there <laughs> there's trauma. There's honest-to-goodness trauma. And if it wasn't for my relationship with Christ and if it wasn't for the relationships that God brought into my life, it makes me wonder if I'd already in my younger age already be bitter. And I'm thankful that, uh, I'm thankful that things have happened the way they have happened because I don't want to be bitter. (laughs) I, I want to be God's, and I want to, I want to know His love, and and I, I want to share His love. Not sure what that what what brought that up, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's the point of this.
0: This is the conversation; it can go where it goes. Um, anything else you want to throw out there right now?
1: No, if you got something, let's go for it.
0: I don't really have anything in
1: particular.
0: Uh, I got a few things. Uh, I kind of noted, jotted down that kind of jumped out at me. Um, We can go just uh, a couple places I feel where some people have got it wrong, but they sound spiritual in and of themselves uh, that I thought we could talk about.
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Okay. One of them was, um, well, it's just in using our words appropriately. Uh, so to speak Um, there's a difference between curse words and truly cursing and this just this came up the other day uh, at work Uh, a co-worker found out that I'm Christian and you know often uses curse words uh, at work and suddenly became very oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry have I offended you and and now I'm not going to do it here for the sake of those listening. I don't want to uh, offend and attack anyone you know but I right there in front of her I just used like four or five expletives in a row just right there in the room and said, I'm not afraid of the words that come out of people's mouths. they're just sounds. What I am concerned with, are the words that are coming out of people's hearts and the way i explain that is my son when he was younger you know he's like seven eight years old i forget exactly how old he was but he comes to me and says dad what does the word and he said the word that begins with f ends in uck and is not fire truck (laughs) and um and I didn't react with shock and horror and say, "How dare you say such a word?" Um, I st- explained it to him. We had a discussion. I said, "Well, this is what it means," and I used the word to him in discussing it with him. I said, "This is, you know, what it means." Now I'm not, like I said, I'm not using it here uh, for for the sensitivities of different people who may be listening. Um, but I have no fear of the word. Uh, Or of any word. It's not what I have a concern with is with, you know, Brad, you stink and you'll never amount to anything. You're a horrible person. Now, I didn't use any curse words there, but I cursed you. Now, that was an example. I don't mean it, not releasing that into your life or anything like that. But that's an example of the type of thing that I avoid and do not want anything to do with. But it, like, like I said, when I was using that word with my son, I wasn't cursing. He wasn't cursing. We were having a discussion about the word. I'm not afraid of a word. Uh, But at the same time, uh, I understand what they mean to certain people. So I, out of wisdom, I do not use them in certain conversations because I know there are certain people who will hear me say that and say, and you call yourself a Christian? Now, sometimes wisdom doesn't always rule, and I screw up, and I use it in a situation where I shouldn't have, and even though I'm not afraid of the word, uh, just like Paul said, you know, I said, look, I understand eating this food doesn't hurt at all. It's not, but I understand if I do it around certain people, they're gonna say, what's wrong with you? How, you know? How can you call yourself godly when you're eating that? He said, so when I'm around them, I don't do it. Uh, and I try to use the same wisdom. I don't always succeed. Uh, you know, I'm an imperfect person too. But uh, something else uh, along those lines is um, uh, at least three times that I'm aware of, my son has used the word hate in different conversations around people. And... Other adults have corrected him in my presence and said, uh, We don't use that word. You know, you should never use that word. And right then and there, to many of their, to, to, uh, two of them, I know I greatly offended and distressed them, but I corrected them. I said, Please do not tell that to my son. That is a wrong teaching, and I will not have him learn that. Hate is a valid word. Hate is a very good word. Hate is a very useful word, and it has a meaning that that we need to express at times. It goes back to what I was saying. It's not that the word hate is wrong. It's what we hate and how we hate that is wrong. God hates. God hates sin that separates us, the ones he loves, from him but God hates passionately. I I remember listening to some conversations with some parents and their kids and basically thinking, you just taught your kid it's okay to hate maliciously as long as they don't call it hate. As long as they say, just just say strongly dislike. Well, you didn't you didn't correct their attitude. You didn't correct their hatred for someone. You just you just said don't use the word. And I, I find that's one way that we get into a religious mindset where uh, we totally remove the power behind what God wants from us by these, these false sense of rules that we've created.
1: What I find interesting is how you started that, conver- that, that point. It's all interesting, but how you started it stuck out to me. Someone found out you were a Christian, and suddenly that means you need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't curse you wouldn't hate you wouldn't just because they found out you are a Christian and if if that's if that's what it is to be a Christian then every single one of us has failed huh. <laughs> well that is true but yeah <laughs> I just sorry that just that kind of made me laugh when you said that because I never really thought about that before yeah how many times have I before before I was a Christian? How many times did I hear oh that guy's a Christian and just immediately thought, oh, they're better they're they're more perfect. they don't do bad things uh-huh. and then you find out that they do. And how how confusing is that you know, especially when I, before I really knew wisdom and truth as much as I do, I still have a lot to learn but mm-hmm. but how many times does that turn someone off? because we set such a high standard for being a Christian. We, there shouldn't be a high standard. To truly be a Christian is just accept, is just accepting the fact that you are not perfect. That you are in need of saving. You are in need of Christ. So, I just found I'm sorry. I just I found that interesting that someone identifies you as a Christian now so they just immediately assume that you're not going to curse or probably smoke or drink or, mm-hmm. or, or exactly. party or do any of those things. And oh, that, yeah. And that's just silly to me. I grew up uh, pretty much the
0: tail end of an era that kind of said, if you're a Christian, you don't dance, you don't smoke, you don't curse, you don't play cards, you don't uh, go to movies, um, and all of that kind of thing. And what I've learned over the years is that is a replacement of, of what God really wants from us, is just to chase Him. We just set up, just a what happened is we set up a well-defined list of rules that we could follow, that were easy for us to follow, that then we could say, I don't do that, therefore I'm good enough.
1: It's like the Pharisees who have to check each box, make sure you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, but they're forgetting the whole point. Mm-hmm. And they don't even recognize God when he's right in front of them mm-hmm. because of it. Yep. That's, inter- it, that's an interesting thought.
0: I remember reading an article one time in a magazine uh, about a guy who said, you know, it's like which is easier to do, uh, don't dance or don't hate? You know, don't unjustly hate your your brother uh, which is easier to do uh love thy neighbor as thyself or don't smoke you know and he just he created these rules he's, and and that's basically the point he was trying to make is we've l- made a list of a few things that we've said you shouldn't do this and therefore we feel righteous we feel that we've earned our place with god
1: hey god i don't drink i don't smoke Now, I do hate my brother, and I'm lusting after that woman, but I don't do these things, so I'm still Mm -hmm. good, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) A couple other things that uh, I threw out there is just um, I don't believe in predestiny. Uh, For those of you who are like, well, what is that? I've never heard about that. Uh, I believe in destiny, I don't believe in predestiny what that means is the idea predestiny is where you basically believe that god has scripted everything uh are you familiar with this brad the idea of predestination
1: yeah okay i
0: I don't believe in it for a variety of reasons now the people who do believe in it think they're being holy uh and and godly because they're giving god credit as perfect as being the author of all uh, the the author and refiner of our souls, that the perfect God, and you know nothing is a surprise to Him. Everything is basically pre-written. This is the idea that right now, if I wanted to just go off on a torrential rant against you know the Jews and talk about how Hitler was right and just do something crazy and just offensive and vulgar, well, I had to. God wrote it, uh, and I just have to follow the script. I'm a I'm a robot who's just going along with my predestined program. Um, If I go out right now, if I leave this podcast, I go out and I run my car uh, into a building. And if I pull a gun out and just start shooting everyone I see, that's just the way God programmed me. It had to happen at that moment because that's what God wrote in his script. And I'm just following along. I don't believe this for a variety of reasons, but the primary reason is because God said in his word that he loves each and every one of us and does not desire for a single one of us to go to hell. But if you believe in predestiny, then you believe that he has designed some people to go to hell. He has designed, he has pre-recorded, he has programmed in us, so to speak, for some people to reject and hate him. So it, to me, predestiny defies the word of God. It has a fatal flaw.
1: I can't, I couldn't just bring the verse into my head, but there's actually a verse where David asks, asks God, what's the outcome if I don't go to battle with these people? And God tells him. So that right there tells me that there were two possible options. Mm-hmm. So it was wisdom that David asked, What should I do? What would you want me to do? Mm-hmm. What is the best outcome? But that still makes me go, What if David hadn't asked? He could have gone down a different path mm-hmm. um, than the one that, because uh, God didn't say, This is what, He said, This is what will happen if you do that. Not, this is what needs to happen. Right. You know, so I think that right there helps give some evidence that, that, uh, there is a choice.
0: Oh, exactly. And that's, I do believe in destiny. I believe God has a plan for each and every one of us that he wants us to follow. I don't believe we have to, and I don't believe most of us do to a great degree, but I believe our destiny, each and every one of us is to become a precious jewel in his kingdom. A, a, A beloved son or daughter in his family, many of us reject that destiny, and we go our own way, just like Adam and Eve did. As we're now uh, in Genesis, talking about uh, we're we're in the part where God's punishing Adam and Eve, and that that won't be on the website for a while. But um, but that's what we've just recorded is is in Genesis three, where God is punishing Eve and then Adam for their transgression. I don't believe he wanted them to transgress. I, now, I do believe he's perfect in that he knew what would happen uh, and that he, he prepared his plan for us, but I don't believe he wants uh, that to happen. And that's to me, that's what predestiny says, is I've programmed uh, people's A, B, and C to be serial killers. I've programmed people's D, E, and F to be rapists. Uh, I've programmed, I programmed Hitler to do what he did. I programmed all of these people to be as evil as they were. I don't believe that's the case. I believe he wanted more out of them. They rejected him.
1: What's amazing is God's perfect plan, and it's perfect, will happen. Mm -hmm. Even with all the potential choices that we make, that may or may not get us to our perfect destiny, our perfect destination. Yes. I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly, but I think of it as... Sounds right to me. I think of it as God, for each of us, there is a road we could take that would be a perfect path to our destiny. And as Scott said, many of us are not going to do it, but I think even the ones that do do it, none of us are going to get there on that perfect path my my i might reach my destiny maybe this podcast was supposed to be it i don't know but I, I might reach my destiny but my if you looked at the path i took it probably goes all wiggly wobbly and it mm-hmm. <laughs> goes this way for a while and then comes back this way and goes that way it's not the perfect path that he probably had for me but that's because i had choices mm-hmm. and i made wrong choice here I made a good choice there I I made a wrong choice here but it actually was the right choice 10 years down the road you know I I, yeah I I can't I'm not God I can't explain it and show it to you but but no I I I totally think you're right we all have well first of all God is giving you the gift Mm -hmm. it's yours to take yes It is a red pill, blue pill situation here. (laughs) He's giving you this choice. Each of us has to make our own decision. Will we take the free gift of salvation or will we not?
0: Yeah, and the Bible clearly says, I lay before you blessings and cursings. And God says, please, please, please choose the blessings. He doesn't say, I've set up blessings and cursings and in some of you, you're just cursed. Look, that's the way you are. That's the way you're gonna be. uh I've programmed that into you. There's no way out. You're just cursed people. uh no, he offers it. He says you all have a choice. Here's blessings, here's cursings. please choose the side with blessings.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you on this one.
0: Another thing um, I'll bring up here that I've noticed i and I've seen this in in a few people that they blatantly ignore the words of god because they think they're following the words of god and that and and here's an example uh jesus said you know in the end in the last days men will do greater works than me that you know and i knew an individual who said no that's wrong i reject that and his basis was none of us can be greater than Jesus. So so he thought it was sacrilegious to say that we could possibly be greater than Jesus in any way. And I was saying, dude, those are the very words of Jesus. So by saying that they're wrong, you're calling him a liar. Don't you realize the error there? Nope, nope, I won't believe that. And, and to him, he was standing On what he believed was a spiritually pure morally correct position that he was calling Jesus greater than we were which is correct but the words of Jesus said in the last days men shall do greater works than me so by rejecting that he was saying Jesus was wrong and a liar and he didn't see that as sacrilegious or 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 he didn't see anything wrong to that and this is just to highlight some of these areas like like Brad and I have talked about. We're trying to chase the word of God. We're trying to find uh, what God said and follow it, not, not a religious point of view, not, not a predetermined point of view that we're just gonna follow regardless of what the evidence says. And... To this day, it still floors me that that gentleman thought that way. But I see that kind of thing happen all the time. Where we just absolutely flat out reject the very word we claim we're supporting. And we reject it because we say we're following it. And that sounds kind of rambling now, but that is just... Uh, so I'll end there, but it, it's crazy to me. And yet I see it all the time
1: kind of on that same note i just had another conversation not not even a conversation self-convicting maybe i failed but i just kind of gave up uh recently i had a family member say well the bible was written by men and men are flawed and i and i hate this <laughs> there's that word scott hate mm-hmm. i yes. hate <laughs> this and I, I probably did fail in this moment. I, pr- I probably should have corrected them. But the thing is, I hate it. It brings out an emotional response to me. I hate when people say that the Bible was written by men, so therefore, and men are flawed, so therefore the Bible can have errors and it's flawed. while back, I think maybe Revelation Podcast 1, I did my best to paint a picture. And I use the game of telephone as an example. So the Bible was written by men, yes, and in your normal kind of game of telephone, one person says something, and they they whisper it to the next person, and you go down this whole line and you get all the way to the end, and because we're all men and flawed, by the time you get to the end, the original message is not the same. But the Bible was written with a divine hand. There was a spirit that went with the men who wrote the Bible. So imagine that same game of telephone. But now the original message, the person who gave the original message, in this case God, or the spirit, goes with each person in line and gives them the message. Well, by the time you get to that last person, it's going to be the same message because the message giver was with you. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm a Christian, and I hate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but and and that's what but I think what you're trying what you're saying there, some of that is truth. Some people will use that argument so that they can prove any point they want to make from scripture. Yes. Well, yes, Jesus said that, but the Bible was written by men, so they could have got it wrong. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was divinely written by men. Yeah. And that is a point that I will that I will not back down from.
0: Now, there is a wisdom to understanding that men are flawed. And men had a part in this in the sense that I can show you right now in your English translation where there are errors. I get it. I believe that was part of the design of God. And I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I believe that was known by God that it would happen. And he is seeking our hearts to see how closely we will chase there is a surface level to understanding him. And then there is a depth that he wants us to go after and chasing him requires seeking beyond just the surface level. And I believe there is a design in that. Essentially it comes down to this. I believe God is perfect and his word is perfect. His word is Jesus, not the written word on our book. Um, I believe his original word to us, written, is, in a written physical sense, perfect. However, even in that, um, it is perfect in a written physical sense. In other words... um, (laughs) It doesn't convey, like, like we've been going over, if you've been reading, uh, if you've been listening along in, in Genesis, we've been going over the words and showing how they mean so much more than just the surface example, or maybe the, in, the English interpretation is just one small piece. It's a correct piece, but it's one small piece of something that is designed to be much bigger. I do see that, that uh, the written word is an example of the real word, Jesus, and we need to chase him. It is correct, and it is it is absolutely true, but it's not our goal. It's to point us to the one who is the word. So, yes, I believe that every jot and every tittle, like the word says, is perfect and in place for a reason that God designed. However, even in that perfection, it's limited to physical words on a page. It is not the spiritual truth that Jesus said. It is not the living word that that we're intended to have a relationship with. And this is kind of the way I put it to some people. Imagine uh, you're the wife of a soldier who's at war, and they have to be separated from you. Uh, Civil War, World War II, it doesn't matter. They are sending you letters uh, as often as possible. They're sending you letters uh, of their love for you, how much they miss you, of what's going on in their life, and, and just you, you just embrace those letters. You adore and cherish those letters from your loved one that comes to you day in and day out, and, and just waiting for the next letter. When you've read one and you've reread it and you've reread it again, you just wait for the next one. Now imagine that your loved one actually comes home and you can embrace them and you can cherish them and you can love They're here, you can hold them, and you reject them and you say, no, 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 out of my way, I'm waiting for your next letter. Would that make any sense? Nope. No, you want the one that is writing the letters the letters are special because there's that separation because you want that reconnection but once the one who is writing the letters is here then you can have reunion then you can then you can embrace them you can be with them again uh that's what we're truly chasing i believe that's what the word of god is the written word Uh, that that we're reviewing the what we call the bible that is a love letter from god to us revealing jesus christ revealing yahweh god revealing the holy spirit to us but what we should be chasing is that connection the embrace the the intimacy the that's what we should be going after. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If every single Bible on earth were burned, God would not be dead. Uh, That would not eliminate God from our lives. I appreciate the Bible as a tool for learning more about Him, but that's all it is, is a tool. He is the end goal.
1: Well, I think on a physical level, a lot of us are, just by our nature, are very curious creatures, and so the Bible, if you want to, yeah, you can read it on that surface level. But if there's something there that piques your interest, uh, as Cooney mentioned in the last conversation, it was uh, it was the Leviathan, and that yeah. was that was the thing that made her curious. What else is in the Bible? You know, for me, it was it was experiencing the situations on an emotional level, right along with all of the people in the Bible, uh, that's what really triggered it for me. So I do think that just on some base physical level, we all have a need of curiosity. Curiosity mm-hmm. uh, as a society propels us forward. On an individual level, there's always you always want to know, well, what is in that cave? You might be afraid to go in, mm-hmm. but there's still part of you that goes, I wonder what's in there. You know, they say curiosity killed the cat, but I think curiosity is probably taken out more of us than... <laughs>
0: yeah. There, there's an MST 3000 line uh, that they're joking, and I always remember it says, what is it about the gates of hell that make us want
1: to enter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> but, um, so that's all. I just, those are some things I throw out there that the people defending those positions defend them because they believe they're spiritual and there's, there's a rationale to it that they say, um, this, this is the reason it's from God. And so they deny the real truth of what's going on because they, they, they think they've got godliness, but it's, but it's a hollowness. It's, it's not godliness. It just appears to be godly. Uh, it's a white bleached sepulcher. Uh, it looks shiny on the outside, but in it, it, the inside is only death. And they don't realize it. They're re- they don't realize that they're rejecting who God really is. And it's because they've got a false sense of who God is. And and they just want to stick with that because they're afraid that if they reject that for the real truth, that they they think they're rejecting God. And, and so there's a deception there that I pity.
1: As I've talked about before, it's because we all, we're all we all guilty of this, I think, at some point. And until people really start to realize, until so they really start to seek that relationship with God and let God introduce who he is to us. We create idols in our head. We create an idol of God that we are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. In this modern day and age, that word uh, comfortable is used as kind of a a, a blanket. Uh, It makes me warm and cozy. And so we create this warm and cozy God that would never harm us, never, uh, never judge us, so we can justify the way that we want to live. There the way you know, we want to live
0: you've just picked up another category where people say i'm following god and being godly by denying the justice and the judgment and the vengeance of god
1: and what i find interesting is recently and i by recently i mean i think still maybe like a year ago or more but i discovered that the word comfort in its original intention wasn't wasn't meant to be a warm cozy blanket Comforter or to comfort Was a way of saying Hey you're going to go through something But I'm going to go through it with you And that's The God that we should let Comfort us Because yes we are going to go through Something And I'd rather have God going through it With me than anyone else So just throwing that out there Hopefully that's helpful
0: Alright well I kind of Wrapped up any of my ideas with that. Uh, nothing else is jumping out at me right now. You got something to throw out there? Take a drink, pause, <laughs> figure it out.
1: He's delaying. It's a delaying <laughs> tactic. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm just going to say um, we b- briefly talked about it a second ago. Not a second ago, but that's a lie. It was several minutes ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, when we're, when we're recording wow, this, yeah. when we're recording this, it's at the end of that long week that I was talking about, where I didn't have, I didn't have my refreshing, and right now it's about ten twelve p.m. So, so a little, a little goofy maybe, but uh, so, so cut you some slack in other
0: words. <laughs> a second ago, but well, you know, I, two months ago, yeah.
1: <laughs> As we talked about in the recent past, <laughs> um, which could apparently be ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, guys. <laughs> okay, um, but no, you you mentioned. Wow, we have so many podcasts. We can we can say that, and so I just want to I just want to throw that out there. We, we do. We, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to count them because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the milestone ones, but we've got to be really close to 50. And maybe we have already passed that. I don't know. I know I got 10 to edit, so I got to get my button gear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I think that's amazing. And, and as I've talked about before, I can see um, when someone visits the website where they're from. As always, I don't want to freak you out. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not the government. I'm not Google. I'm not in your home. <laughs> not looking through your camera. <laughs> but uh, but I can I can see your country. Um, if you're here in the United States, I can see your city. And there have been some uh, Ireland, uh, Germany, Vietnam. There's been uh, quite a few that have been with us. Um. Pretty much from the beginning, and 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 they're hanging on, and I just I, I just thank you. Yes, y- me too. Yeah, you are my shout out. I don't. I I, I would like to think that uh, you're listening to each of these podcasts, and you're not hearing Scott and I at all. If if you do hear Scott and I, I I hope that you're understanding that you need to throw that out. It is my honest hope and prayer that the reason that you keep coming back is because there is enough truth and spirit in this that, that that's what you're clinging on to that that's what you're wanting to hear so thank you thank you for listening to us but as always throw it away <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if we if we say one thing that turns out to be about us then we have failed that needs to be put to a quick death But but thank you, Ireland, Germany, Vietnam, several places here in in the United States.
0: Isn't there some place in Oregon that's like Uh, listened to every single one?
1: Boardman, Oregon. Yeah. If that's you, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as Scott and I have mentioned before, if no one listens, it'll still be a success for us. Because we're bringing uh, glory to God uh, with our conversations and our studies and our chasing. And that's good. <laughs> that, that, that's good for us. I do have a hope, though, that if we are doing right, then this will grow. Because I do hope that God grows in more people's life. And I do hope that the love of God is shared.
0: You know, I just want to say, too, that uh, we are all meant to be a body. We're all meant to help each other out. And if we are a blessing to you, then awesome. But the reason we mention these things is because you're a blessing to us. Uh, Jesus said, when talking about himself, he said, I want to share with you what John the Baptist said about me. And then he turns around and says, I'm not saying this because I need it. Jesus said, I know who I am. I, I'm not saying this to, to for my own good. I'm saying this for your sakes. Because he knew we have a tendency to listen to each other. We have a tendency uh, to pay attention to other people we consider leaders or wise in some way and so jesus the son of god who we should have been listening to said i'm going to tell you what john the baptist said about me because he knew we would go oh what did he say uh we all need each other and i i it it does help it helps us when we know somebody's listening because it there there is just guys i need you you are my family as i am yours like i said i hope we are saying things that that minister to you i hope we are bringing the holy spirit to you through us but by listening you're also helping us
1: absolutely my my study and my chasing has grown tenfold because of this podcast and for that is uh, something i will be internally grateful to our listeners for so thank you but but is there a but with that just gonna say but as always this is but i think you close it <laughs> oh oh oh, okay you letting all right so we're wrapping it up here all right unless so. <laughs> you have anything else i think this goofy boy needs to go to bed <laughs> all right
0: let's do that so
1: as always this is sleepy scott and this is goofy brad and this is not about us